You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we try to answer specific questions on an individual topic, and then at the end, we bring in an expert to give you the real answers. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. Oh, yeah, I'm getting hungry, boys. And me too. I'm going to take you to the hippiest place, all right? <laughs> I've got, uh, I've got I've got Costco Quest bars. <laughs> if anybody's really desperate, no, uh, Jim. When I first came to Sacramento, um, we're not recording. You can. Um, well, I mean, he'll, we can delete it all. No, no, it's fine. It doesn't matter. I, as uh, I ate a lot, of Quest basically Quest bars and Monster Energy drinks. I got so backed up because that I, I don't inulin. I don't know what yeah, fiber type fiber. they, they yeah. use. The fake fiber backed me up so bad. I actually got sick because I, I couldn't uh, crap for like four days. <laughs> God, yeah, that's awful. So ever since I, then, that, I don't have that problem with it. It actually does exactly the opposite. Yeah. So so Quest bars for me ever since then negative association. I I can understand that. I don't know. Sacramento's the city of trees. I'm just looking. Sacramento city of trees. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Oh. Yep. City of trees. Actually, I walked into that place yesterday. It's uh, by Doco. Uh, no. Um, it's on J Street. It's called uh, Timeless Thrills. Then it it's. Uh, clothing brand, like oh. streetwear stuff, and it it's my neighbor. Oh, yeah. that's dope. That owns it, runs it. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, and so I bought a couple things over there over the years. That's cool. And um, uh, was I going to say? Oh no, I walked in there yesterday because I knew that they had those, and so I just wanted to go buy one. We're not the city of trees anymore. Yeah, they yeah now we're something else now. But um, farm to fork. Farm to fork. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, w- I opened the door, and the guy's like, "Jim," and it's like I haven't been there in two years. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I, was a I like when people that. remember someone's name. Yeah, I'm not the best at it, but yeah, yeah I like it bad. too. I, um, I think pretty. you, I think you, 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 the other episode that we did with you, you said make me feel special, and that and that's like that's the best thing in the world. And yes, it, actually, that's one of the things that we we talked about when uh, we had Ramsey in here from the Kings. Is I think that that's something he excels at, and I think that you, you can't do that job without excelling at is making people feel the people that you're working with feel special not only give them attention but make them feel like you're giving them attention right could right be different make yeah. you understand that like like i, I have an investment in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in my relationship with you look i think rihanna said it best i want you to make me feel like i'm the only girl in the world like i'm the only girl you have ever loved continue thank you i i that's that's all <laughs> that's, I, all i remember is the beat the four four time <laughs> Song. Somebody get on the Metro lyrics and give us the rest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, question that we have for you. Sup, champ? A, a special question for a special guy. See how that treatment works? Uh, Welcome to our show. <laughs> um, hey, look, I already have a positive associations, one with both of you guys, but two, I watched on the plane ride over here, one of my favorite childhood movies, uh, The Sandlot, mm. and I see the great Bambino right yep. in the back. Great Bambino right there. Can't lose. He says, Peak athleticism. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Never let fear yeah. of striking out get in your way. Yeah. Which I've done that a number of times. And you'll have a Mandalorian up here yes. as well. Superman, Muhammad Ali. Montaigne. Yeah. Jordan, S- Superman again. Batman, Superman again. <laughs> Star Trek. You never had, The Man of Steel, come on. Man and of Steel. And you are Superman. And you are Superman. Wow. 
And we have a question for you. The question. Shoot. Where we, This is the show where we have 50% facts and 100% feelings. Yeah, so it's 150% bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Not the show. Feelings, what show. I'm about my to say. Feel, my feelings are bullshit? <laughs> no. Your feelings aren't real. I yeah. could what's, cry what's right that, now. Remember what I John cried? John Bros uh, uh, said that where he was, they're talking about like, RP and auto regulation. Uh, I actually think he's a good coach, he, but he said essentially your feelings are bullshit. Your feelings are bullshit. Like your feelings, because uh, we're talking RP stands for perception. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. other people might just think of feelings and perception as the same, but they're different. Mm. What do I, you? I can feel you on that. Yeah, yeah. feel me. Uh, look, <coughs> you're I, successful. You're handsome. You drive a Lamborghini, which you don't want anyone to know about. You rock Known Air as Jordan public transportation. <laughs> the subway I ride, the TTC in Toronto. I ride the rocket, as they say. You rock five hundred dollars shoes that no one, you don't want anyone to know about. I rock two hundred dollars shoes that Mike got me. This pair of shoes. I'll Google. I, I bet you they're worth more now. Well, not with me wearing them and well. how cussy they've gotten. They're probably worth about a buck fifty. Maybe but they're yeah. worth five hundred now with your stank on them. Foot stank, toe jam. You've done this thing for a long time. Yes, sir. This thing called YouTube. And yes, when you and I grew up, similar generation. Jim's probably the gym generation one and a half above us. One and a half is generous. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, half a generation, really. I've got, I've got kids your ages, so it's really just one. Anyway, go on. uh, there was um. Oh yeah, it's just one then. Yeah, it's just one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was. I think generation because even I think me and Connor it's and, like 10 and years Sev, your, our, our camera guys are the same age. They're twenty five. Yeah, I yeah. think even I even think different generation with them just yeah. because based on like I think generation changed because of now and, social media and yeah. cultures moves faster now. Like yeah, what's hot and what's hot and what's not is 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 two weeks old. Like so, a meme yeah. gym is like thirty minutes later, it's dead. Yeah, it's, it's over. The yeah. cartoons we watch, the music we listen to in the nineties, they have no clue about, and I have yeah. no clue yeah, what yeah. they were talking about. Right. Beside the point. Uh, it was never once thought, <clears throat> one, even in my head, and maybe that's because I come from uh, first generation and um, kind of first generation immigrants to America. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad's dad moved here. My mom moved here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was the first of family ever and first of six sisters to go to college. Same with my mom's probably the first one ever <laughs> in her family to go to college, to get a degree. Things of this nature, it, it never really crossed my mind what an entrepreneur is. Mm. Um, I knew people had businesses. My best friend growing up, Justin, you met one time. Mm-hmm. His family owned a business or two. So I knew it was a thing, but it mm-hmm. doesn't cross my mind. Let alone through the internet, which I remember the first time getting on the internet. At actually, the SAC Public Library, which is right down <laughs> here. Uh, and I just still didn't know what it was. I was probably six, and I'm playing some dumb game that yep. could, have played, could have played without the internet. But yeah. I thought I was on the internet, and yeah. it was cool. Uh, things of this nature. YouTube. Um, Instagram, uh, podcasting, mm-hmm. uh, are now viable, uh, forms of career. If you mm-hmm. can do them well, um, some of us, Omar, even actually probably Jim and Omar, uh, probably similar time diving into the world of creating content on the internet. Me probably five, six years later. Uh, but still even in my career is now probably o- almost a decade old. Um, so your guys is over 10 years old building a career on the internet. And it's still growing, right? Instagram's um, under 10 years old. YouTube's a little bit over 10 years. Podcasting's really hitting a stride. I'd almost say this year. Now everyone's yeah, catching on to the vibe. Every year everybody says you're this year. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But this year it's catching a stride. We've done it for numerous years, five, six oh, years. Over five years, yeah. Um, Snapchat was was a, a breeze in the wind of, of building mo- a career and making money. Twitch is a viable option now for many what do you think the ch- what one what one what does it take two what do you think the chances are now as kids are watching the Logan Pauls and whatever and saying I want to be a vlogger for a living mom yeah um, 
in a, in a realistic chance, you know, in, in my head is in my head now. For fitness, Mike, or just a career in social I say, media? I say saying? any of it. I say okay. any of yeah. it. Um, we could talk about where fitness stands. Um, and then two, uh, in my head now, when I first started, I didn't even think. Jim said, "You want to be on a podcast?" I said, "No idea, sure." Uh, and then another day, like a week later, Jim said, "Hey, I'm going to film your warm up. You want to talk about it or something?" I said, "Right, okay, yeah. sure." And then that, and then what I do for a living was born. Uh, otherwise, I was training people in person. Yeah. Um, and luckily for me, I've, I've been very blessed with luck, uh, friends, uh, companions, co-hosts to help me build that career. But uh, if you started now, mm. in my head, it's the same as almost going to the NBA. Like the percent to be good enough, enough eyes on you, plus the luck, plus the support, yeah. plus the grind with – in sports, it's different because you play high school and you're not supposed to make money, and you can play college and you're not supposed to make mm-hmm. money. So you kind of have 21 years of of free ride to hone your craft. Mm-hmm. Um, and nowadays, you need that support. Say you start vlogging at 18, it may take 10 years before your channel takes off. Yeah. Uh, so in regards to all of that, that's I, I consider it almost the same chance of going to the NBA. And I want to know your thoughts on it all. Very loaded question because I have to. It's more of a discussion. We have conversations here, not presentations. Yeah, it's very true because I, uh, yeah, you brought up a lot of variables. So I'm going to address a few of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just Just hop in. Yeah, yeah. Um, So here's what I think. I actually still think, and I would maintain that today, 2019, dearly beloved, we're gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. Quoting Prince. Let's go crazy. Icon. I I, I got Prince. Anyway, go on. Goddamn Icon. R.I.P. Rest in power. But I think it... So my overall thesis is that it's easier today than when I started 10 years ago. So my YouTube is going to be the uh, 10-year anniversary in 2009. I think social media is easier. I think on the scale of success, however... It's pretty much the same, and here's what I mean. I think the uh, level of competition has certainly increased, but the magnitude of success has increased over time. So competition has also increased. The magnitude of success has also increased, but the opportunities have also increased. So there's multiple variables that Mm. are changing, and that is hard to assess. But in 2009, to give you an example, on YouTube, there already were channels like Smosh that had a million subscribers. So YouTube was already proven to be a viable medium for mm-hmm. certain types of content, comedy, sketches, those sorts of things. Um, but fitness was not viable. The largest channel, my boy Scooby1961, I think, uh, he had 20,000 followers. And at that time, when I started, I was just trying to put out content for my clients, how to warm up, how to cool down. And YouTube was the only free place to do it in 2009. Cool. I'll upload it. But I began studying like anything else. I'd take an interest. I just wanted to see. I uh, took a look at who was the most popular. And no one will remember this. There's another YouTuber that had the most, cl- like beyond Philip DeFranco, where it'd be like a girl's butt. Like that was the the thumbnail before YouTube really put on okay. um not now that they have strict regulations, but it was basically the Wild West back then. I think his uh, YouTube channel was called Stand Firm, but he was another big mm, player okay. for a time, 2009. Anyways, Scooby uh, was the largest channel, and he had 20,000 subscribers. So that right there tells you that making a living off of YouTube was pretty much not viable. So if the largest person on social media 10 years ago only had 20,000 followers on YouTube, was it easier to succeed then? Well, easier in what sense? There's 
probably less competition, but if you're the top dog, you're still not making a lot of money. And probably less overall eyes watching oh, yeah. the content. Yeah. So that's that's it's one of those things that is more good content creators and I'll use the analogy talking about informative and in quotations fitness content, which has really only existed in the last like six to seven years, has grown uh, considerably over those last six to seven years because it's a force multiplier. As more people enter it, then people have a reason to check it out. The mm. analogy I could use it's kind of like cable it's kind of like hbo it's any of these shows you can have with hbo game of thrones that we're talking about that's one show so that's the one channel where shit i want to check out that channel and then people are going to talk about that you're going to get referrals and then you you need to get hbo you need to get that service Mm -hmm. provider you need to get on youtube to watch that fitness content or it could happen more like how it kind of happened, which is Netflix, where there's, oh, this guy puts out pretty good content. This girl over here is putting out pretty uh, good content. And over time, a community that's not united, the individuals aren't united with each other, but that category becomes more popular. Now it does better in search rankings. So this is a process that happened over years and years and years. But as that process happens, it's like any other medium where – your skill needs to increase and the amount of requisite things you have to get right go up. So opportunities increase. Now it is possible there is someone out there right now that can create a channel and that channel can reach a million subscribers in fitness. I'm convinced of that. And they could do it inside of three years. In 2009, I don't think it's I don't think it was even feasible because the amount of people on social media wasn't was enough. No, it yeah, wasn't enough. enough. Yeah. So I think there are a lot more eyeballs, and I'm talking if we say 20,000. So we're just using that as the top dog Scooby 10 years ago. It's and if we just judge by YouTube, it's at least a hundred times bigger the entire market. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Now, with that being said. There weren't as many people. There were some shitty channels that did succeed, right? Or or on Instagram. There are always going to be shitty channels that succeed, however. Yeah, and there always will be. So I will say that what has happened is people see money. Money is the temptation. It's actually not the subscribers. It's people realize that you could be a full-time, in quotations, influencer, whatever that means. People want to enter that. And so it becomes oversaturated. And I do think that fitness or social media, in a way, certainly is oversaturated. You need Your competitive advantage is more important, but it can act as a great a greater force multiplier. So if you got it, like uh, as an example for music, if Michael Jackson, the Michael Jackson of YouTube was to come out, he would still rise to be Michael Jackson. And he Jackson. might be sitting on the left of you. Yeah, yeah. So he might be right there. <laughs> I mean, I may have seen this individual do a moonwalk four or five times. <clears throat> a mean-ass moonwalk. Yeah, mean-ass moonwalk. Yeah, uh, from the streets moonwalk. So <laughs> I think it's multifaceted. I think we got to take a look at a, a lot of different variables. I think one that's interesting is Mike mentioned, and you guys talked about, there's a lot more ways to succeed. So 10 years ago, there was no Instagram. Podcasting really wasn't a thing. Blog, so writing, that was a thing. So mm-hmm. writing and YouTube was in its infancy. Writing for fitness was the thing. Yeah. yeah, really yeah blogs totally were the thing. Yeah. Uh, and there's still uh, some guys that put out some really good content. There's some older websites that put out some really trash content, but they're still yep. viable now. Yep. Yeah, so I, I think it's just one of those... Things where you got to take a look at what your intention is and my advice to everyone out there who's even remotely considering it is don't quit your day job. I mean, I, I actually had a YouTube yeah. channel for for four years before I quit. I was doing strength classes predominantly for women because let's face it, women are way better clients. Mike and myself have talked about this mm-hmm. off air. Yeah. I mean, not just from a smell standpoint, honestly, <laughs> but just adherence, all those things, right? Um, 
And so I waited four years and I I was doing YouTube full time. When I say full time, I meant my intention was to do YouTube for about a year and a half of that before I pulled the trigger and quit my full time job. And so I think a lot of people, they guys like, I want to pursue my dream and they'll watch someone like, uh, and this isn't an insult to Gary Vee, but when he talks about like, oh, you just got to grind, like grind, grind it out. Well, you don't even know what the landscape's like. If I wanted to be a film director, I wouldn't just quit my job and then keep working on films and hope within a year I'm going to put out a masterpiece. You know, it's like anything else. There's skills that you need to learn. And so I think what is cool uh, when you brought that up about it being saturated, Mike, is that, well, there are more skills required. The patterns of success are easily identifiable now, whereas before they weren't. And there are ways of learning. You can learn editing on YouTube. Like 2009 editing, Mm. no one has that content out. What can to buy all those things the information is more easily accessible true i think that that's true um flashing back to to those early days of uh of youtube excuse me i mean i remember when you basically had to just you had your own website to put a video up um and then youtube came along actually there was there were a few other ones that, that that came up before youtube sort of youtube competitors i remember then in early youtube days there was a um, a site called Tube Mogul where you could upload your video to one thing and it would go out to like all these other so platforms. Because yeah, you didn't know that. which one had yeah, more eyes. No, yeah, like Vimeo's rising up. Well, it's like podcasts. Yeah. You go yeah. Spotify, iTunes, you had everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's going to be, a, um, we'll talk about that in a minute because I think we're, we're on the verge of that being a gigantic mess uh, that has never been before. But like from, for me, the th- I was, when I, when I started shooting Powerlifting, this is like 04. Yep. Uh, I was inspired by um, the level of concentration when people were lifting in competition. And then uh, the reality show thing on TV was huge, or beginning to be huge then. Thank you, Jersey Shore. Yeah. Um, And started thinking about like, okay, well, a lot of the situations that I'm in as a powerlifter at a a powerlifting gym, um, not the one that I was most most previously at, but... I think that most previously, recently. Is most recently at the one before that, yep. like, goddamn, I'm in these situations all the time, and it feels just like that. So I should be shooting this, and so I did. And this, you know, oh four, oh five, um, uh, early on, thinking toward that that end. There's there's content here that other people would 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 appreciate. It was difficult to get that out anywhere because that was pre YouTube, yep. really. And then when YouTube actually came along, because there was so much, so much limit on how long videos could be, it was difficult to shoot that kind of video. Yeah. So basically, you were left with a performance video of so so it's a lift and instructional video, yeah. which um, is either somebody's talking directly to the camera or um, something that I like to think that I was involved in pioneering the voiceover video for yeah. for, for for YouTube fitness uh and that long form didn't exist now you can do anything yes so you can do anything you can do a fucking movie yeah, yeah you can you can do literally do anything so that's a that's it's possible that that you're i mean you're, you're right there's there's the world is kind of open yep in that regard it seems to me that the monetization is more of an issue yeah. now than it was before you um, mean you just make less you make less money off of of adsense that's the easy that's the easy monetization. Um, I think to really make money, you have to do apparel. You have to do, you have to do coaching. You have to do some other thing. Yes. You have to have a product or whatever. Really, if you're really going to make money, I think that has a larger effect than the content in terms of um, being oversaturated. 
because uh, yeah. to the common eye on Instagram, to the common eye even on YouTube, because YouTube's highly edited for those that don't know. Yeah. Uh, pictures, video, how someone sounds, how charismatic they sound, which is me and Omar's number one Michael Jackson effect that we want in someone. Michael Jackson had the moonwalk. We want a YouTuber or a fucking podcaster to have some charisma about him. Yeah. Or just be able to freaking talk. Yeah. Uh, which is m- less common than you guys think. Yeah. Uh, I think the coaching aspect or the apparel aspect or whatever it might be, uh, is more um, lost. The quality is yep. more lost by the industry being oversaturated or supplements where yep. Omar yep. puts a lot oh, of money, yeah. time, brain power, uh, doctors, fucking all these guys that know, uh, I can't think right now, but freaking scientists, yep. yeah. uh, people of that nature to help him formulate something that works, whereas someone else puts caffeine into a powder and sells it. Right. But because Sugar of YouTube pills, yep. and Instagram, it looks the same. Well, like yeah. that label's cool. That label's cool too. Yeah, that it gets actually honestly to me to a greater problem currently facing uh, the internet, and that is the anti-intellectual movement, is what I yeah. call it. And Isaac Asimov has a great quote or had a great quote about that. That essentially, when you choose to give two people equal weight, you're automatically telling the audience that's viewing them not only are these two perspectives but you're giving an equal weight so as an example you might have a, a talking head on one side talking about climate change and then you have an actual scientist and so we're talking about whether or not climate change is real it's like well here's someone that spent their life's work studying mm-hmm. this very science and there's thousands of scientists that have a consensus and then here's someone who's a corporate lobbyist that's paid to say the exact opposite you're going to give them exact equal w- a weight on the platform to talk about so on television and then people because the written word you could dissect easier you could see logical inconsistencies mm-hmm. things like a scientist for sure he's not trained in the art of being charismatic being personable all those things are he or she it's all about the data whereas the a political pundit that individual is slick it's smooth charismatic so when someone watches these two talk instead of saying oh look, this this logically makes sense they might be swayed by that personal charisma. And so now yeah. you have misinformation. And that's basically a lot of social media, Mike, when you said about supplement companies are also these dumb motherfuckers that accept on social media terrible contracts that then lessen the buying power of every single other influencer. So as an example, I'm, I'm going to think of something generic, uh, not again, hot water, but like let's say one of the, <laughs> one of those teas. Like, you know, get the, in the hot water. Yeah, okay, okay. It's, it's yeah. fine. Oh, yeah, really, it's, the water's fine. I, I, do, I do like hot water. Is, uh, so one of those teas where they're willing to pay someone, they'll pay someone a peanuts. A lot of powerlifters actually are guilty of this. Where they'll give the, uh, CBD. Give them a supplement. Yeah, like yeah. a CBD. CBD's so CBD, CBD right is, is yeah. a great one. Where they're going to offer you $200 to make a post. Well, your actual value, if we try and equate how many people will buy from that mm-hmm. post, is closer or to- Or brand two, awareness. Yeah, yeah. it's like $2,000. But by you accepting $200, that means that company can now use that as leverage to the next person mm-hmm. and say, hey, yep. we want to offer you, it's, it's $200. Well, we know we could get away with $200. You think a company wants to pay an influencer the most amount of money, pay them value? No, if anything is a purely profit-driven endeavor, which a lot of these um, companies are, they're going to try and pay you the least amount. Let alone the pro- the product itself sucking yeah. and the whole internet uh, just following whatever trendy, oh, $200 sounds great. Yeah. Omar did $200. I'm going to do $200. We're both going to sell CBD. So, right. so that information, that dichotomy of the information, the power uh, uh, structure, I would say it's up to the influencer then to know their worth and say no. But unfortunately, because there are so many influencers, it's going to be so a st- thirsty. They're so thirsty. And that's it's, it's tied intrinsically, in my opinion, with social media, the very nature of the platform, mm-hmm. they 
thirsty individuals want to be are more likely to be on social media and then the reward mechanisms of social media reward the thirstiness yeah so you're basically it's the equivalent i'd say of influencers it's like a crack addict looking for validation so validation is their crack and then um the payment the mechanism is like well you guys like suck dick for that crack it's like the the payment was like well, i'm willing to do that like you have no morals you have no standards whatsoever so it lowers the standards of everyone else mm-hmm. pros and, and so cons that, yeah. of it all right because you can like you said you could probably get to a million subscribers if you had the perfect recipe in probably a year and a half. Yeah. If it's say hypothetical, we could get the perfect recipe. Yeah. Uh, and on Instagram, you, you might be able to get to a million followers in a week if with yeah. the perfect storm. Oh. And where uh, the shiggy dance, where o- uh, Omar and I have been studying strength conditioning, nutrition, how to help people get stronger, and for ten years trying to perfect an actual craft that now we share on the internet. Yeah. You your craft may or may not be your ass. Your craft but, is craft dinner. Yeah. It may even not be doing backflips. <laughs> uh, may not be lighting your head on fire but yeah. then now you're in a position uh to the masses again where omar talked about giving weight to someone's word now you're in a position where oh well omar has three hundred thousand followers but this guy has a million and now your weights to the followers where this million got there yes. because of big biceps not because of the 10 years crafted of becoming a better trainer yes yeah actually i was just thinking about people who have in the last couple of years made big moves uh and I always come back to Jordan Syatt because it's because he just did it by grinding. He, yep. he really yeah, he's grown well. Well, it doesn't it doesn't hurt when you're hanging out with Gary Vee. It, it doesn't, but I don't. It doesn't, but I don't know. And that's like, no knock on Jordan. That's no, just fact I would like to see what game. that Venn diagram looks like, yeah. though, yeah. because it, it's sometimes weird. Um, actually, I bet you could find out. Here's how you could find out: you go on his podcast on on iTunes and then look at people also subscribe to and see if Gary Vee's in there or not so I think even regardless of whether or not Gary Vee's name has brought about his reputation I think just interacting with someone at that high level for years on end it's like you want to run a business Right, so he's been successful in ways on social media. We want to start a business. Well, I'm just going to train an individual that has run many successful businesses for, sure. for three to four years. You think I'm going to be better running a business at the end of that? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's a unique advantage. It's no knock against him. He no. got Jordan's he got, one of the few that yeah. uh, definitely deserves his followers. And yeah. he got and he got to that point to opportunities come knocking at your door when you're prepared when you have something to offer. So mm-hmm. Gary V as an example didn't just say like, "Hey kid, do you want a shot at training me?" It's like, "No, you got a good reputation." For sure. Yeah. So his reputation preceded him and the reward of that is working with Gary. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. So. He did a lot of unpaid work that got him recognized by yeah. Gary's previous trainer. Yeah. And that's how he how he got his um, how he how he got his shot at yeah. coming in, not how he got the job, yeah. but how he got the shot at, at coming in and 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 trying to see if there was chemistry and all that stuff. Competence to me gives you more shots. Is what I'd right. say yeah. overall. It's yeah. one of those things that you could get where you're you're looking for advantages. All everyone that wants to get on social media, it's like, hey, we'll give me a leg up. It's like being good at what you do. Like yeah. we'll always give yeah. you more shots. I'm not saying you're going to make the shots and, or and not saying that you can you, you can't be a total loser and get lucky. Uh, yeah. But you're going to hopefully it happens, get yeah. yeah yeah no one thousand uh, percent. But you you could get luckier when you're prepared. So I was talking about podcasts earlier. Yeah, there's a big movement now there for. Um, subscription model podcasts so what would that be you like more like a Netflix deal you more like a Netflix deal and individual ha- individual or is like groups like a Netflix uh individual like a patreon or groups there's a there's a one called uh luminary that's coming out in the next couple of months and they're it, they're exclusive you can only get them that way yep. there's no free version it's all it's all behind a paywall um uh there's a website called the athletic 
that uh, a lot of basically a lot of like sports writers and TV sports people who lost their jobs and other things created they they got I think they had venture capital behind them whatever and they started writing basically long form articles that you can't find anymore yeah. anywhere and it's I think it's like five bucks a month or something like that I don't know maybe it might be nine ninety nine something like I'm that I'm down on support artists and creators it's and, something like YouTube though uh, you know like we put out. A lot of effort, energy, and again, it's our 10 years of expertise that then maybe we film and edit a video in a couple hours, right? But it's the 10 yeah. years that you're kind of putting into this thing. Um, there's some people that, it blows my mind, have a paywall behind their vlogs. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, I get it. Everyone is free to monetize how they want, and I'm all for people making money however you want. But man, get a little more creative with how you monetize. Uh, and I don't necessarily think that with podcasting, but because especially with this show uh, that we do now, um, and I know Omar's show that he does with Eric takes a lot of preparation, uh, and again the expertise, a lot of preparation, um, that as well. Uh, that 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 is more of a show. Does we go more, raw? Well, it's yeah. more of a production uh, rather than I love just Eric, like by the way, <laughs> turning turning on a GoPro and talking all day, and then showing me you what I eat, and then putting it behind a paywall is way different than putting like or uh, uh, you know a gifted sports writer mm-hmm. uh, who's. Yeah. Putting in the preparation to fucking study every yeah. fucking stat underneath the sun and then charging yeah. a little bit. It makes sense. And yet, I, so yesterday, just yesterday, they announced that they're doing podcasts and the podcasts are only behind the paywall. And there are like two or three of them that, that they're starting with. I have no idea what that's like. And the question is, is it really a podcast if it's not free? It's a, it's paid content. It's a different, right. it's kind of a different thing, I guess. It's a serious radio. Or it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except, and, and maybe those some of those things get picked up that way, too. Yeah. It you know gets indicated in another way. You know what I'm thinking, Jim, is uh, <clears throat> those listening that maybe want to do that, like Luminary, what they need to find is an individual like Howard Stern. Like Howard Stern is a, he's a definitive choice where when he moved to satellite radio, yeah. that's when the big shit, like yeah. you could take a look at the stats, I'm, I don't want to say numbers that I'm not aware of, but he had built up, and you talked about that, Mike, building an influence and a following to the point that when you make that move for paid content, you've given so much for lack of it. I, right. I hate when these shitty wannabe mastermind influencers talk about giving value in quotations. Mm-hmm. Like, like, sweetie, talking about what you ate in the day is not, not that. Value. Yeah, like going to school for 10 years, like an Eric Helms to get a PhD and then providing in, synthesizing, condensing, and then being able to explain it in a practical, useful way to an individual, that's fucking value. But anyways, yeah. um, Howard Stern, when he made the move, because he was on radio for 25 years, yeah, imagine building time, a relationship yeah. for 25 years. When he made that move, then people moved with him and it was, very profitable for Howard and it worked out. I think the person beginning at the end of radio, really. Yeah. yeah. And I think the But then mo- the serious ended too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I think I think the movement, the one individual, but he's not there yet, and you know who I'm gonna say is obviously Rogan, yeah. who's built up the yeah. podcast, but he needs to get on that level and he needs to do it for years before I think paid podcast. I think he's pretty close. Will be people yeah. don't know, but his podcast has been around about 10 but years he's getting paid forms. that's the thing yeah yeah, yeah. He, and his is independent yeah uh, he started independent he's, he's only gonna lose money he's yep. still independent yeah. he has the um probably the least format invasive podcast advertising ads yeah. on his show the, yeah. of anybody because everybody else is uh, everybody else to, has to do uh, has to break into content to do a mid-roll or whatever and he does all of his shit up front yep. or he does it at the end or whatever um, he he's basically writing his own check. So yep. I mean, he's got tens of millions of downloads a month. So like he's a powerhouse all by himself. I don't know. I don't know where he honestly goes from there. 
but what was I going to say? Uh, paywall. To me, podcast. it's up to those content yeah. creators. So as an example, I said in the previous episode, Jordan Peele, what he's trying to do now is he's yeah. trying to get other creators that he likes to form, not like a union, but just the idea, a, a studio or something where if you want to put out more good content it's kind of like paying it forward where or whatever the expression would be mm-hmm. where rogue is now at a certain point maybe he forms a network where you have to pay to listen to him but he also cultivates much like a comedian on tour yeah. where you bring the next yeah, person yeah. up yeah. and that's that's i think he already does that it. organically yeah. uh, he kind of does but he, he, it's really more their stand-ups that he yeah but even just promotes. like having his homies on his, his yeah. thing like yeah. brian callen like all those guys wouldn't have a successful podcast without no. being shop. on his show 30 times no. yeah especially shop in my opinion yeah. Um, you, you don't like Shaw? I haven't listened. I, I don't think listened. he's very funny. No, I don't yeah. think he's very funny. And and and, and Rogan and some. But of if them he wants are, to come on, I'm totally well f- open to that. So <laughs> well, and they've 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 like pretty much told him too. Like we've been done comedy since the '80s. Like you're getting a huge head start because you're our oh, friend. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like it's pretty. Wait, done known. what comedy? Like oh, they've done comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, Brian right. Shaw was not even born. Yeah, he's yeah. like our age. Uh, flashing back to something earlier, saying about about vlogging. Uh, Vlogging and reality TV have a relationship. Yeah, same thing. It's basically Once, the same thing. Hopefully except less that, edited, but that's what sucks about YouTube now is that it's edited the same as the Kardashians, so everyone's fucking fake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually just um, uh, I just watched the mini series, uh, documentary mini series on Jersey Shore, uh, <laughs> Adnan Syed, the the serial case, the original, yes. the first season serial case, and then I was listening to podcasts that several of the people who are on it. Are, or in the in the show are on and they said yeah I had to walk out of my house like four times or five times or whatever because they didn't get it wasn't quite right or whatever they asked me turn this way turn that way oh, or whatever yeah, yeah. so I mean it's like and and we've dealt with we've yeah. dealt with reality show filming and stuff like that before you know that it's not it's not necessarily the first take of anything. It's not the first take. No, it's not real. It's not the first draft of reality. Yeah, that was literally my turn off to not want to be in Hollywood anymore. Not yeah. that that was like my number one goal for life, but I no. I saw myself in TV and movies and. I just would rather be myself, and if less people want to watch me, less people want to watch me. That's going to be fine. So, to kind of put a cap on this thing, if you were starting now, yeah. what would your basic strategy be? We don't we don't have to give away anything in a mastermind here that that people should actually pay for, but five thousand dollars. <laughs> I love the idea of that, which is so silly. Is that there are legitimate masterminds? Like yeah. You want, in the sense, and I wouldn't use the phrase mastermind, but you want to become good at guitar. It's like there's there's different ways of learning the process, right? Um, and there are experts that are truly if. A mastermind or paying someone only makes sense if it's a clearly a repeatable process right. where they have information that either you can't get elsewhere or they explain it in such a way that it's easier for you to understand. There's some sort of value. It's called but, university. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's called. <laughs> you don't, no, you don't, you don't need to go to university. You just five thousand dollars. Everybody's trying to do it off masterclass right now. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, the the question: What should people tips. do? Yeah. yeah. What are some tips if people want to start a YouTube and Instagram or something like that? Study nature? is the first one. So one is become uh, good at what you intend to do. So when it comes to lifting information, there's a plethora of really great resources that are free that mm-hmm. you can uh, study to try and equip yourself with the necessary knowledge to be able to have the conversation. So whatever you want to be uh, doing social media, you could 
Twitch, it doesn't matter. You need to become good at it. And makeup, in order, acting. In order, yeah, mm-hmm. in order to become good at it, you need to study. Yeah. And I think you need to be able to have a discerning eye. So I think pattern recognition just in general in life is very important. Yeah. But you, you take a look at, so what are the su- successful people doing? The Will Smith broke it down when it came to Hollywood. His Hollywood movies where he's like, well, I noticed I took a look at the top box office movies and like whatever. Like the out of the top 20, like 18 were sci-fi. Out of those 18, like, uh, you know, 17 were action movies. So I decided the movies I'm going to do are action sci-fi, you know, right. like, and they're going to turn into blockbusters where there are patterns or as uh, someone else said, uh, success leaves clues. And yeah. because now there's so much more success than t- 10 years ago, we have no idea. Right. That's why Scooby, in a way, is his raw form where he's just shirtless. He didn't do that. Maybe he thought in his head, and he never monetized this stuff as far as I'm aware, but he never thought in his head this will be successful. He was just his raw, unfiltered self. Mm-hmm. And then people slowly over time saw those patterns of, like, you know, a girl with a great ass. Guess what? She's probably going to get a lot of followers on Instagram. So not only studying, and learning and becoming adept at assessing what the market's like, but then developing also your own unique voice and finding where you belong. And a good example of that is my channel uh, grew over time, but it really grew when I started being A, more myself, but then talking about content I was more passionate about. So about strength training, hypertrophy, all those sorts of things. My my passion was in those areas where I was training people was actually, uh, you know, people in their 40s and their 50s that just wanted to feel good again so it's more general population mm-hmm. so my initial content was more general population and then my later content that actually made me more successful were things i was more interested in so finding your own voice and also recognizing you might have to do this a couple times like if you look at a lot of the people that have been successful and um you know uh, saying a YouTuber recently, like Jeff Nippert, who has grown. Jeff had a YouTube channel for years. He had a podcast that I don't want to say went nowhere, but like he was, he has grinded out more years than people realize. Mm-hmm. And then he came back with a new format two years ago that took him from like 50,000 subscribers or whatever to where he is today. So, if if it's not working, I say give it enough time because things need to build traction, like a podcast mm-hmm. or whatnot. Yeah. But if you're not succeeding, then consider changing it up. And then it's entirely possible. I think my like the positive, like the hurrah, is that there are enough people out there to make it feasible for an individual to earn a living off of it. You just have to probably be flexible and, and creative and creative. Yeah, flexible and creative, and and figure out how you monetize yourself without um, uh, completely selling out. Yes, I guess. Yes, and, and and we could spend all day defining what selling out really is, but when it comes. In my mind, it's when you align yourself with things you don't agree with yes. just for the money. I absolutely would agree with that. Yeah. 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 Well, we gave you your answer finally. So check part one if you guys want us some babbling. <laughs> check part two if you guys want an answer on how to become a famous YouTuber and hang out with Kim Kardashian. Now, Pornhub is an entirely different That's conversation. I heard they were. That's going to be part three. I heard they were giving out 5K for an amateur video. Good no, you know what? Amateur I, video. No, you know what's So. <laughs> Just talking about any, so just real quickly, just talking about economics, right? Yeah. Basic economics, supply demand. Uh, I in my head, I thought it'd be a really funny uh, like series or a docu series, like a mockumentary, Jim, of failed adult actors. Where now, because of the internet, once again, Pornhub, porn stars get paid more than ever before. That's just a fact, right? So more people want to enter the industry. Uh-huh. But what if you're not good enough? And so there's an Aww. entire class. So, so where's before? Let's say That's 30. A, this sounds like an animated so series say, to so me. Yeah. Say, it sounds like the next like uh, 
Family Guy or Anyone something. just credit me with it. So 30 years ago, once again, if you wanted to be an adult actress or actor, once again, because less people were willing to do it, yeah. right? You're the one. Like, it, it, regardless of how you look, we'll find a niche for you. Now, if there's, instead of a thousand people entering a gym, right. if 50,000 people are trying to be adult stars, well, honey, we can only select 25,000 of you. So try, like, trying to do that yeah. and then not succeeding, I Feels think would bad. be an interesting, like, mockumentary series. Yeah. Both, I, on both sides. In closing, if you're not watching The Deuce and you're interested in the beginning of the porn industry, you're missing it. Well, it's done. It's awesome. Check out The Deuce. HBO. Where can people find you, buddy? Uh, nowhere. I'm off the grid. All right. <laughs> I'm wearing a t- I'm wearing a tinfoil hat. I, I thought that bandana that looked a bandana, little tough. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's a little bit more resilient. Omar Yusuf everywhere. Evil here on Chemtrails. City, oh, city news everywhere. Give us a rating or review. Subscribe. Tell your friends. New show every Wednesday. I'm Silent Mike. 2Ks everywhere you want to find me. <laughs> I am the Jim McD everywhere. Show is 50% facts where percent is a word. We'll be back, <clears throat> we'll be back next week and I'll be uh, still tongue-tied. And I'm 100% in my feelings. Jim, are you, don't you search it as 50 and then percent, like the percentage, or no? Uh, that's how you search it, except that the, um, you can't do that on social media. You can't use oh. special characters on social media. Okay, okay. However, you can on iTunes. 